Welcome, everyone, to We Have Issues, our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weathers the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm here to talk to you about all your favorite issues and publishers. But first, a bit of comic book news. Uh, a couple things here. First of all, Joe Hill has announced that he is taking a break from comics. Uh, that is expected to last a couple years. Uh, he wants to write a few novels. And so that does include putting his Hill House comics in print with DC on hold. I think it's a very interesting idea. Um, I'm actually very curious to read some more of Joe Hill's prose. Um, I've liked what I've read. So um, I wish him the best of luck. And hopefully he'll come back to comics and really make a great impact. So uh, the next thing is DC has announced a really cool thing. Are these um, compact graphic novels these are graphic novels they're going to be five inches by eight inches so like smaller ones that you can carry on and it's going to be like some very popular ones that are like watchmen and all-star superman are the two that are quoted in the in this they're going to run for ten dollars each and they're going to go on sale june of next year i think it's a cool idea i like the the pocket um nature of it throwing it in your pocket and stuff like that they also did mention that far sector was one of the ones that i think that would be a really great pickup for a lot of people if you have not read it so That'd be really cool. Last bit of DC news is that DC has teamed up with Skechers to come up with a new set of uh, shoes. Now, this is really cool, but I just don't like Skechers. Like in general, I'm very picky about my shoes. I pretty much only wear certain brands and Skechers is not one of them. But the designs are really, really cool. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, there is a tweet on DC's official Twitter with the designs that you can check out that was uh, posted on the 4th. So Definitely something to check out, but not for me. So, And then a bit of Marvel news. Uh, first of all, we do have a new series coming from uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye as a new t- team up series. This is going to be written by uh, Stephanie Phillips with art by Paolo Villanelli. It'll be a four issue mini and it's going to be teaming up with the two of them. And very curiously, I thought uh, they are going to be including natasha's symbiote in this so the symbiote she currently has in venom is not a temporary thing i mean not it might be temporary obviously but not contained within that series this is a change for her character which is really really cool i'm curious to see how far that's going to go so definitely a book i'm going to pick up they also had another team up book announced this week but i'll talk about that later when i'm reviewing the comics because it's related to a comic cover review uh last bit of news uh, X-Men is going to receive a limited series in 2024 uh, called X-Men Forever, uh, which there's been several X-Men Forevers, but this one is specifically that's going to answer, quote, some burning questions from the conclusion of immor- uh, Immortal X-Men. So really curious about that. That is going to be Karen Gillan and Luca Maresca. And so, yeah, very, very curious. I'm, I'm, I want to know what's going to happen there. And because um, that seems to be the last bit of Krakoan era we're going to get. So very interested in that. Other than that, that is everything that I needed to go over as far as news go. So we are ready to go ahead and start talking about comics. And as always, you and everybody out there knows that when we start talking about comics, we don't start with a bang. We start with a boom boom studios is my first publisher. And I got a couple boom books this week. And I'm really excited to talk about them. First of all, a number one, the space between number one. This one is written by Corina Bechko, illustrated by Danny Luckert, and lettered by Jim Campbell. And this book is 
my book of the week. I'm glad to start with my book of the week this week. So um, this is a really cool new science fiction tale that uh, definitely touches on some things that people might be very familiar with and like really appreciate as far as genres. Um, this is a essentially an arc of humanity, and uh, it does touch on the the class structure of such a thing. But it's done in a really like interesting way. It's told with two really very likable, like instantly likable characters, and it's it's a really well told story. But it's also really self contained as a single issue, so it does really it it it's, it makes me wonder what form the series itself is going to take. Now, this might be public knowledge. Maybe I don't know or something. But um, I. Part of me is wondering if we're going to get some time skips in the series and we're going to skip generations and stuff. That would be really cool. Like there's kind of a tease of that at the end that it's maybe not like going to be about these same characters, but maybe the next generation. And that would make sense with a, with an arc, you know, like that's traveling through space and, you know, we can see how the society changes based on the actions of the few, or it might be continuing to be based on these characters. That would be cool too. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, but a good chunk of time passes in this one. So I think it'd be really interesting to see that either way. I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was very cool. Um, it's got a great, like cute love story, if you will. And it's also about social injustice. It's just well told overall. So definitely my book of the week, the space between number one from boom studios. Next up is ghost lore six. This one's written by Colin Bunn, illustrated by Leo Max, colored by Jason Wordy and lettered by a Dukeshire. So in the previous issue, we saw what happened with the young daughter, and now we're following up with her father, this uh, preacher who is without a flock. And uh, we get to see kind of what he's up to in this world, and it gets really cool and really twisted. And yeah, I really dug this. Um, it's it's so cool to see these two characters approaching this world and the situation from different points of view. And how the world finds them differently than each other is also really interesting. So very cool book. Really enjoying it. And uh, last bookie the book of the Halloween season. But definitely really, really good. After that is Ranger Academy Power Rangers number two. Written by Maria Ingrande Mora. Illustrated by Joe Mi-Gyung. Colored by Fabiana Mascalo. And lettered by a Dukeshire. I have said it before and I'll say it again. I love this book. Um... As someone who likes Power Rangers, but definitely isn't in depth in the lore like some people, like like our good friend Achilles and Josue at times, it was so refreshing to pick this up and immediately enjoy it uh, to recognize some references, but not have to get them all and just have this amazing uh, world that is being developed in front of me. I think it's a really interesting idea, and it's something that I think a fandom is going to latch on to and never let go. So very, very cool, very smart, but also just a great story and definitely with some really good uh, hooks, character hooks and yeah, really good. So I highly recommend this book, uh, Ranger Academy, go back and get the first issue and this issue. Cause I think you will enjoy it. My final boom book of the week is Buffy, the last vampire slayer. Number four, this one's written by Casey Gilly illustrations by Oriol Rug. And Nicola Izzo, colored by Gloria Martinelli and lettered by a Dukeshire. In this one, uh, Buffy kind of has to come to grips with the role she has to play in that she's still in her head. She's still the Slayer. You know, she's still Buffy. And she's always been that character that kind of did things her way and, you know, took on the responsibility. And now she has to learn to be 
the watcher, not the doer, literally. <laughs> and I think that's really cool. The, the stories told here is really good. And also checking in with her charge, who's also going through her own struggles. I think it was a really well told story. And I'm curious to see where we're going to go. I, I, I love the Buffy verse. I always have. And uh, this is a really interesting addition to it. So very cool. With that being said, let's switch to Dark Horse Comics. I only have one Dark Horse book for the week, and it's Terrace Apart number three. Written by Jay Baruchel and Van Jensen, illustrated by Alessandro Michelli, letter by Taylor Esposito. Uh, so this is the one about the two, two kids who escape from the assassin cult where they're being trained to kill and raised out of society, and they've escaped. And they found some kind of shelter with this woman. Um, now they get to kind of see the wider world. They get to explore it a bit. And it's really interesting to see them try to like fit into the wider world and enjoy the simple pleasures of it. But at the same time, they still have these sensibilities of kids raised to kill. Very cool. And it also kind of further, this is kind of spoilery, so I don't want to get up too much into it, but it kind of furthers the story of them and other people that might have escaped in the past. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's going to lead to an awesome conflict coming up. And I like the idea that maybe these kids aren't on their own. So very well told. I think it's very fun. What a great book so far. And the art is just beautiful. So certainly something you definitely want to check out. Next up is Dynamite Comics. And I got one Dynamite book. And it is Gargoyles Dark Ages 4, uh, which was so good. Written by Greg Wisen, art by Drew Moss, colored by Martina Pegnadoli, and lettered by Jeff Eckleberry. So in this flashback tale, of course, we saw the war, the conflict that the gargoyles ended up allying with humans to stop. And now we're kind of doing the reconstruction after the war. We're building a we're building a castle. Gargoyles and humans are learning to live together. And there's like the difference between them, but everybody's trying their best. It's really cool, but it adds an extra layer of dread because you kind of know it's not going to last like it can't. So very, very cool. And with like this character who is a young girl interacting with the young gargoyles. And I think it's going to be a very interesting lens through which to see the story, but I I've really liked it. It's really, really good. So check it out. And now we're going to switch to Ablaze publishing. And I got one ablaze book this week and it's a number one, almost dead. Number one story is by galaxy art by ryan benjamin inked by john livesay colors by uh sivakami m at ns studios letters by seda timofonte um this is a a zombie apocalypse story uh it, at its core it's very much a zombie apocalypse story but it's got a really cool like hook uh with the main character i don't want to spoil it too much because the moment it happened in this issue, I was like, oh. And so, um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting story. And it's something that I think a lot of people really appreciate checking out. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. It's got really great gory art, just like a zombie book should. Like I said, a good hook. And it definitely like exudes the hopelessness of the situation, which, you know, is something that kind of is missed in a lot of like post-apocalyptic stories. Um, a lot of times people like see a post-apocalyptic story and be like, Oh, that's crazy. 
but they'll kind of wish they were there you know this i do not wish i was here and i think that's done really really well so very cool if you're into zombies this is a pickup for you next up is opening the vault i have a vault book this week i've been light on vault lately my local comic store does not get a lot of vault um but uh i was able to secure the nasty number four a story by John Lee's, art by Adam Cahoon, colors by Kurt Michael Russell, and letter by Jim Campbell. Uh, so we did take a big break from the nasty, but it is back. And we do see them continuing to film this horror story using this apparition of Red Ennis. Kind of actually hurting people, but then they get healed. But then it's kind of like, but what happened? What, what actually happened? And that's a really interesting question. Um this one's really, really good, and we get to see the thing, the the issues like kind of um, come to a bit of a head and get get a little too far. And I, I just, I just, I'm so anxious to see what the final conclusion to this is going to be, especially with this antagonist coming into play. Um, what's going to happen? What's the final conclusion? Because the tone of this book intentionally is both creepy, but also like a group of friends doing a thing to save the thing they love. So it does yo-yo a little bit. So I don't know which way the ending's going to lead. My instinct says creepy, but I could be very, very wrong with that. So it's an interesting experience to ride that. So very, very cool. Uh, high recommend. Now let's talk about Image Comics as our next publisher. And it's a light image week. I only have two books. The first one is The Sacrificers, number four. Written by Rick Remender, art by Max Fiamara, colored by Dave McKay, and lettered by Russ Wooten. Um, this one is continuing on from the shocker of the last issue, um, showing what the sacrifices are actually being sacrificed for. And this kind of shows a bit up behind the scenes. We don't really check in with our main character from the previous three issues, but we do get um, kind of an expansion on another character. To me, that would indicate that they might become a co-lead and uh that's a very interesting very interesting character to become something more and definitely something that i'm very curious to see what about but i'm not going to go through on too long it is an issue for it's kind of that sweet spot of i don't really need to review it you just need to check it out yourself so <laughs> which leads me to no one number six written by kyle higgins and brian bucoletto art by Geraldo borges colored by mark mark inglert and lettered by hassan atzmani alhau I love this book. It's so good. Uh, Kyle Higgins just kills it in this book and has been the entire time. This set in this, you know, massive verse that just have this murder mystery, a grounded murder mystery in a world where, you know, over in the other world, we have two timelines of radiant black and we have rogue son inside of his crystal fighting for his life. And, you know, all this stuff, we have a bunch of murders happening in Pittsburgh and there's a guy in his costume. Is he doing it? Is it a copycat? There's just so many layers to it. And it's been such a really enjoyable book. I've, I've thoroughly loved it. And Julia Page is becoming one of my favorite comic characters right now because I see so much of myself in her. I see her, her determination to do what's right and her determination to exercise proper journalistic integrity, which is a very important con concept to me uh, personally. Uh, journalistic integrity is a key thing with me, and it's something that 
when not performed can really set me off. So it's very, very cool to see this character kind of reflect my own values. And the level of outrage she has in this issue is great. It was also great to see her mother step up for her. Even though her mother and I are not agreed on a lot of things, it was nice to see her mother be uh, like, just defend her daughter. It, it really put an interesting spin on their relationship. And I loved that. And I can't not mention the podcast. The podcast every time is amazing. If you're a true crime fan out there, this is a must read and a must listen. There's nothing like it in comics and I cannot recommend it enough. So with that said, let's switch to DC comics. Uh, I have a couple, but again, small week for DC as well a small week overall. Uh, first of all, spirit world. Number six, the finale written by Alyssa Wong, uh, art by Hining, colored by Sebastian Ching, letter by Janice Chiang. I um, I love this book. Uh, I love Xanth. I think one of the coolest new characters that DC's created in a long time. What a cool character. Um, and it comes to a satisfying ending. This is a trade you'll want to pick up. And I want you to pick it up because I want to see Xanth in more books. And so buy all the copies you can. Uh, if I had my way, Xanth would be in... Uh, the uh, Justice League Dark would be amazing. Uh, Birds of Prey would be really, really cool. There's a lot of different things I could do with that character, and I just love them. It's so good. And just the supporting cast is some of my favorite DC characters as well. Near-perfect book, in my opinion. So just make sure to pick that up. Very, very, very cool. Next up is the Supergirl Special. Uh, Love this because I'm a big Kara fan. Uh, written by Marika Tomaki, art by Skylar Patridge, colored by Marissa Louise, and letter by Becca Carey. This is, um, we've been kind of seeing like Power Girl uh, struggling with her uh, identity in her own book and uh, also the, the prequels to that book. And I've really enjoyed that, but it's nice to see that Kara is also struggling with that identity. And it's kind of cool to see both points of view for it. And then in the end of this issue, the two of them coming together. I thought that was really, really cool. I, I would love to see more team-ups with them becoming more sisterly, becoming friends and working together. I think that's just money waiting to happen. Uh, but anything with Kara's money for me, so I'm going to buy it anyways. But wonderful job. I think Mariko did an amazing job capsulating her character and uh, also telling a story about her past that I thought was really interesting and compelling so very very cool supergirl fan it's a pickup for you definitely after that is detective comics 1076 and once again we have a week where we have batman in crises in two different books back to back at this in the same week so very very interesting uh so let's start with the detective comics one uh this one uh is very interesting and it's something that i I wasn't sure about it first. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of down on it a little bit, mostly because I'm just not a Bruce Wayne fan. I've made that kind of clear in the past. I'm not a big fan of the character. And this one does feature him very heavily. Um, but I'm starting to turn around on it, I think. I'm really enjoying it. And I think part of that is the fact that they are opening up a um, a supporting cast a bit in this arc. And I think that's a smart move because I think the strength of Batman is his supporting cast. So this one's written by Rom V, 
Art by Jason, Sean Alexander, colors by Dave Stewart, and letter by Ariana Mayer. Yeah, so Bruce is in trouble. Bruce, you know, is basically captured and in dire peril. And who's to save him? And this is going to be ironic when I talk about the next book. It's Selena. And Selena gathers together a group of people to help. Very cool group of people. Very diverse. I'm not going to spoil, but very interesting. And um, it is cool to see these people being the ones that Bruce, that will help Bruce. Because Bruce, I don't know how he'd feel about that if he had a choice. So very cool. Very good. Which brings me to Batman and Catwoman, The Gotham War, Scorched Earth, number one. Keeping in mind in the previous issue, the the idea was that Selena was saving Batman. In this issue, uh, written by Teeny Howard and Chip Zdarsky, penciled by Mike Hawthorne and, and Nicola Sismezia, inked by Mark Morales, Wade Von Grawbadger, and Nicholas Sismezia, colored by Reef Prianto, and letter by Clayton Cowles. This is the end of the Gotham War. And it ends in a very explosive way. I I don't think we have enough information yet to kind of determine if Bruce is going to regret his actions. Um, I, I, he probably will. Logically, he should. But there's a lot of pseudo-sacrifice in this issue that was very interesting to me, um, including, uh, spoilers, Jason. Um, after everything that's happened to Jason in this run, he seemingly sacrifices himself, which I don't feel comfortable with. I am sick and tired of Jason being the sacrificial character in the Bat family. It's always Jason or Damien or Barbara to some extent. And I just don't, I'm sick of that. When, when I, when those are my favorite characters, when I don't really care for Bruce, the last thing I want to do is see the character I actually like sacrificed for Bruce. And that's kind of what we got here. I'm not criticizing the quality of the story. The story is great. It's fine. Um, I think some critics confuse what they want to happen versus whether it was done performed well. And there's a difference there. You know, it's, it's just because you didn't want it to happen doesn't mean it was written badly. Um, I didn't want Jason to sacrifice himself. I thought it was just kind of predictable, unfortunately, and just more of the same. The more Jason and Damien die, the less it matters to me. So I'm just like, okay, well, they're not going to be dead. And, Okay, it's like I just move on, you know. So overall, the the crossover was fine, but uh, definitely pick up the trade. And now we're going to talk about Marvel Comics. And I got a stack, but not a huge stack. We'll go through it. First of all, it's Jeff, the Jeffverse, number one, featuring Jeff the Shark, the cutest character in all of comics, by Kelly uh, Kelly Thompson and Gary Hiru. Um, Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's adorable little um shots of little short shots of jeff getting up to shenanigans some amazing ones uh there's one where he's picking out a halloween costume very very cute um just just adorable there's a tea party i i can't express enough how jeff is the cutest thing in comics so worth a pickup and it's would probably be a really great thing to get some friends into comics that aren't because I bet uh, who can re- resist Jeff's cuteness, you know? So after that is Dr. Strange number nine written by Jed McKay, art by Pascal Ferry, colored by Heather Moore and letter by Corey Petit. So we get to see the doctor versus the war doctor. And um, with Dr. Strange being 
uh, powered up in his fight by the Trinity of Ashes. And they just have this like hardcore battle between the two of them. Meanwhile, Clea's over there trying to rescue her unborn sister. And it's just this really cool dual struggle of like family and identity. And I think it was really, really, really interesting. I love the concept of the two Doctor Stranges fighting when the main difference is one of them has experienced thousands of years of war and has had so much practice using his abilities to inflict harm and damage. So how can the other one possibly win? And I think that is a great question. And that is a question that's definitely addressed in the text. So very interesting, very cool, something I've definitely enjoyed. So uh, yeah, definitely recommend uh, checking this out. It's been a hell of a run so far. Next up is the finale, Scarlet Witch number 10. Written by Steve Orlando, art by Sarah Pacelli, colored by Frank William, and lettered by Corey Petit. Yes, that's correct. The Scarlet Witch mini or series has come to an end at 10. Uh, this is very unfortunate uh, because this has been one of my favorite Marvel series. And I blame you for not buying it. <laughs> no, all seriousness, I loved this book. Uh, this is going to be a killer trade to pick up if you get a chance. Um, but a very interesting arc, very interesting uh, story involving Joseph. I really like Darcy. I hope Darcy doesn't disappear. And I say that because the other announcement I didn't get to in the news is that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver is going to be a new series featuring the two of them teaming up. And it's going to have the same creative team. Uh, very, very cool. I think that's going to be very fun. I I love Pietro. He's I know uh, producer Liz loves Pietro so much. It's one of her favorite characters because he's just such a douchebag. And she just loves that about him. I'm going to be picking it up. You all should pick it up. Pick it up so we get more books, please. Because oh, this was such a hidden gem of a book. And it really bothers me that people didn't buy it enough. So next up, a number one. Speaking of books, you better buy. White Widow number one. Uh, this one is written by Sarah Gailey. Yay, Sarah. I love Sarah. Everything Sarah's ever done, I've loved. <laughs> Art by Alessandro Miracolo. Color by Matt Mia and letter by Travis Lanham. Uh, this is a new life for Yelena, and I love the characterization of her in this. She has done. She they Sarah managed to take the comic Yelena and the MCU Yelena and find an amazing middle ground to make her very approachable by anyone who picks this up for the first time. Um, this new life she's carved out for herself, her outlook and the way she looks at things uh, is really interesting. Uh, I can see them building a little uh, supporting cast. And uh, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I thought it was just so well done. It makes me really excited to read the rest. I, I, I really like Elena in general. I always thought she was a lot of fun. And yeah, wow, really, really interesting. And uh, yeah, I want to see what's going to happen here. And I can't wait to see more of her, of course, in the MCU, but I want to see more comics because I think she's really cool and definitely should take a step up as she takes more of a prominent role in the movies and TV shows. So very well done book. Honestly, the runner up for my book of the week. <laughs> so next up is Avengers number seven, written by Jed McKay, art by Sia Villa, colored by Federico Blee and letter by Corey Petit. This was an interesting issue because it's the first issue of an arc and they kind of drop you in, in the deep end seemingly. So you're kind of like, oh, are they just going to do this and not really tell the background? But stick with it. It's really interesting. And I think it's leading to a story that's going to be really cool. 
And that's that's what I can tell you. I'm not going to spoil anything because the hook of it is the thing. So spoiling it would you know be pointless and would do neither of us any good. But very interesting, a very uh, fun story, or not fun. Fun's not the word for it. Um, very intriguing story, and I love when a writer can find a way to challenge a team like the Avengers. Um, sometimes with you got the Avengers or like the Justice League or even the X-Men, it's hard to find a challenge for them that's not trivial without kind of cheating it. You know what I mean? But I think this is a really interesting idea and um, just more of the greatness that we've already gotten from this run. So 100% check it out. After that is Ultimate Universe number one. Prepping us for all the new Ultimate Universe comics that are going to be coming out. Uh, We get this kind of like transition book between the the last ultimate book and these new ones this one's written by jonathan hickman art by stefano caselli colored by david curio and lettered by joe caramagna it does kind of like establish a bit more of the avengers that we're going to be really dealing with um so we did see young tony stark as iron lad and we did get to see reed as dr doom uh, but it does involve in this case bringing ultimate Thor in who is a completely different character than the one we met in the original ultimate universe and a a friend of his from Asgard. I'll just leave that as a surprise. And also, you know, teasing the role that captain America might be playing. Very interesting. I so want to know what else they're going to do, who else they're going to bring in. I think it's very, very um, promising is the word I will use. I also want to give a compliment to the preview for Ultimate X-Men at the back with Peach Momoko. You just, I mean, I was going to buy it anyways, but you definitely guaranteed I'm buying that book. So very interesting. After that is Venom 27, written by Torin Gronbeck, art by Julius Ota and Raphael Pimentel, Frank Darmada doing the colors, and letter by Clayton Cowles. Uh, so as I mentioned in the news bit, Uh, Black Widow is going to be keeping her symbiote, at least for a while. So we get to see her further in this issue with that as they're trying to save Toxin. Um, They are working together and doing their, you know, uh, symbiote thing. And they're actually joined by sleepers. So you got this whole like team of symbiotes. And I really dig in this. I think this is really interesting. I'm curious to see if Eddie plays into this story or if he's still on the sidelines waiting for all that to come together later on. But Definitely something I've been enjoying. I love the design of the widow suit. Um, I love Sleeper in general. Just a really, really cool character. And yeah, um, again, Venom fans, I recommend, especially if you've been playing Spider-Man 2 and you're like, man, this character is cool. Where can I read comics? These are the comics to read. And next is my other Spidey book of the week, Spider-Boy number one, written by Dan Slott, art by Paco Medina with Eric Garcia Nega doing the colors. Uh, all additional art by Ty Templeton with D. Cuniff and letter by Joe Carmagna. So this is Bailey's uh, solo series that we're getting to kind of explore his background. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, he's struggling with a lot of the same things that, you know, Peter kind of struggled with where people didn't trust him at first and he has to earn the trust. This is doubled by the fact that he has fangs, <laughs> you know, it makes him a bit of a monster. And, uh, very cool. Very interesting. I love the uh, rogues gallery we're building for Spider-Boy. There's just these useless villains that I absolutely adore. Um, it just adds like a level of like charm to everything. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm in. I like I like Bailey. Very, very cool character. So 
the backup story is a team up story with him and Squirrel Girl, which I mean is always money. You can't go wrong with the Squirrel Girl cameo. So very good. The final issue I'm reviewing this week is X-Men 28. Uh, this one is the only X book I have this week because they all came out last week. <laughs> this one's written by Gary Dugan, art by Joshua Casara, colored by Marte Gracia, and letter by Clayton Cowles. And this is dealing with Firestar's very tenuous situation, playing both sides. And I love how they're building this up because I'm so terrified it's going to end badly. And I'm one of those people who not, weren't a really big fan of Firestar and was kind of annoyed she won the X-Men vote. Um, I thought there were more deserving people like Monet. But um, I do like that they're doing this with her. I think it's an interesting story to have her be this mole and to watch her kind of do this. Because as much as myself and others might have not liked her being an X-Men, you can't you can't ignore the fact she's been a hero for a long time and she has a lot of experience with this stuff so it makes her kind of ideal for this and it does make me like her more so very very cool really enjoying that um i just want more x-men i want more her cohen era before they end it but you know that's not going to happen i guess so whatever that being said uh that's all the books I have. I do want to mention there was a couple bits of news about the Marvel TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, but once again, I'm not talking about that stuff until the the strikes are resolved. Uh, the Writers Guild, great. It's already over. But there's still the SAG one, and I'm just going to stand by them as much as I stand by the writers. So check those out at your own you know, discretion if you like. I'm not going to use my platform to promote anything that's struck at the moment. With that said, time to wrap up the shortest episode of the show I have ever done. Uh, those are the issues that we had this week. Make sure to check me out on Twitter. You can find me at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. You can find Hostway at Hostway Reads Hostway. Uh, you can also find the show at WHI Podcast. Make sure to follow us on there. It's the easiest way to follow us and keep track of everything we're doing. On there, you will find a post every time. A new episode comes up, including a link, timestamps for each publisher, and a list of every issue that I reviewed that week. It's the easiest way to keep up with all that. Also, follow our other show, Jukebox Vertigo, at Jukebox Vertigo. Uh, it is currently on hiatus, but I can tell you there will be a new episode out this month. Uh, I'm not sure when, but there will be, I promise. So uh, make sure to follow us on there so you'll get an alert when it does come out. Also, follow Josue on Twitch at Josue Plays Josue. He hasn't really had much of a chance to actually um, stream as of late, but I know if he got a few more followers, it would really mean the world to him. So please follow him on there because he's a great guy. Speaking of which, uh, I should mention that Monday, November the 6th, was Josue's birthday. So happy birthday, brother. I miss you, and I hope you're having a good time, and I uh, hope to be talking to you again soon on the show or any other show you are choosing to be on. Whenever you are ready, you're always welcome. That said, don't forget to bag, board, and box your new treasures, and we'll see you next week with a new batch of beautiful books. Stay safe and read more comics. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. 
That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay.